Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Glad to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us. We have an update on a story we ran over on our uh, TV station. And uh, it's about, uh, let's say... There's some real bad stuff going on at the border, and Governor Abbott is really out of line, and I'm going to have to go to some people I know that talk to him, and I'm sure we'll get some verification of what we're going to hear from Pastor Sam Arnold, and it's very, very disturbing, and I think it increases the likelihood of a Red Dawn invasion, and we'll work that into the developments that we're going to talk about here. First of all, we are brought to you by Food and Water. And uh, you can get the details for the food at preparewithdave.com. But basically, you know, you get restaurant quality, 2,000 calories per day, no price increase. In fact, on the contrary, they have sales. That's preparewithdave.com. And, of course, on the water, the water filtration, we still have some units left, but we are starting to really run low. And when this is gone, it's gone. It's not coming back. As you know, I'm the only vendor right now that's selling the Alexa Pure Pro water filter. And you need one per family because you'll be gathering volume once the grid goes down. Notice my declarative statement. It's not a matter of uh, if, it's a matter of when. And you'll need one unit in reserve. They, too, have not raised their price. Go to waterwithdave.com, and you'll see all the research that's there about how good this uh, filter is. It's number one in the nation. There's no comparison. So waterwithdave.com preparewithdave.com that's where you need to go one more item you want a soft landing when the banks crash oh everything's going down because you got to build back better means you tear down the old and so what that means is is that you have to have something torn down before you can bring in the digital do you want to have a softer landing then you need to have precious metals. And this is where my friends at Noble Gold, people I work with, I'm a customer, that's where they come in. They can help you with this. They can convert your soon-to-be worthless IRAs. And uh, they're great at what they do, and they're not pushy. You can do two things here. You can call them, 877-646-5347, 877-646-5347. Or if you just want material sent to you, of course, realize when you're done and going over it, you're going to have to call them. They're not pushy. Go to goldbeforelate.com. Goldbeforelate.com. Fill out the questionnaire. It's about three lines long, very short. And they will electronically send you material about how Noble Gold works. Well, Pastor Sam is no stranger to us. As I alluded to in the introduction, he's going to be very controversial here. Our first TV show on this was, uh, shall we say, 
people said, really? I mean, caught off guard. Well, we've got an update. Sam, welcome to the show. I have a feeling this is going to be a wild ride. I, I think it is, and we should probably recap a few things from that prior broadcast. But let me, because it was on another platform, but let's just start with this. The Mexican Secretary of State came out and said the governor of Texas extorted the governors of the northern states of Mexico. That's wow. the word that he used, extorsiono. And so it's very serious for him to make that kind of an accusation. This is someone that's very close to the president of Mexico. And and so there are, there are major rumblings. There is seismic shifts getting ready to happen. And... May has just been uh, hotter than Hades in the north of Mexico. There have been ongoing gunfights between different police agencies, and they're going to spin this. If you read about this in the news, they're going to say, oh, the governors of northern Mexico are doing their best, and they've gotten in these gunfights trying to prevent human trafficking and confronting the criminal syndicate. It's not so. There's breakdown. It's between different police organizations. And I sent you some pictures from those gunfights, mm-hmm. Dave. It's really something to see. And just to repeat the thesis of our prior show that shocked so many people, there has been talk in the United States of states seceding. Under the Trump administration, the liberal states wanted to secede. So this is Washington, Oregon, California, New Mexico, Arizona, uh, Colorado, and some eastern states. They really wanted to leave the union. And you reported on that CalExit strategy many, many times, and it was kind of, because it was exposed, it was kind of pushed into the background until the administration changed. And now that we have this illegal administration of Joe Biden, a lot of conservative states are talking about leaving the union. But there's one key state that has the infrastructure, the coast, the size, the per capita uh, uh gross domestic product, the military bases, and an international border in that state is Texas. And what if Texas were to secede? This was the question that we started with. And so a a lot of people haven't really thought about that, that there could be breakdown in the union under this administration, that when the lights go out, our focus right now is on the east, where there's rumblings of war, uh, warning after warning from Russia that the nukes could fly. NATO pushing the issue uh, right in Russia's backyard. NATO rattling the sabers. And that conflict is getting hotter and hotter. But here's my question. What happens back here in the Americas when the lights go out? And this is what I want to tell the audience. There is a very serious plan for many states of northern Mexico to secede from Mexico. Now, I'm reporting from Mexico And I've heard this on the street for a long time, that as administrations have changed, then it's changed the dynamic a little bit. And right now, we're to the place where there's all these criminal governors, and they know that their only hope to hold on to power is to leave the republic at this point. Mexico is in such a renewal. The president and his Morena party are so strong, and they're rooting out so much corruption and so much foreign illegal influence, like from China, that... These corrupt governors that are trafficking humans and trafficking drugs, and also petroleum, by the way, their only way to hold on to power is to leave from Mexico. And so there's a big plan to make it 
an independent nation out of the northern states of Mexico. And now, who's the best buddy of all these governors? Texas. And the Texas governor, Greg Abbott. So, please reach out with your channel. I think that Greg Abbott has uncloaked and shown himself to be absolutely on the Bush EIA rhino gravy train. He kept very quiet uh, during the Trump administration. He's now in his second term as governor, and I, I believe he's going to run again this year. And so he's, he's wanting to lead Texas into this secession where they join with the northern states of Mexico. And the argument is, hey, Mexico's been taken over. It's gone leftist. Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, AMLO, the president of Mexico, is a communist. But we have these conservative governors in the north, and they're ready to leave Mexico and to make a free nation. You can just see that in your mind, the top of Mexico being cut off. They're not being a U.S.-Mexico border. They're being an independent nation that's wholly corrupt, driven by Bush, CIA interests, the, the makers of banana republics for over a century, and driven by these criminal govern governors in Mexico that protect drug trafficking and human trafficking. What shocked me the most, and, and then I'll let you jump in here, Dave, I'm sure you have a million questions. What shocked me the most about Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, meeting with these governors of the northern states of Mexico, the four states that actually border Texas, is that the last governor he met with is Tamaulipas Governor Francisco Cabeza de Vaca that we have reported on before is the biggest criminal in the hemisphere that he's wanted. He has been stripped of his immunity by the central government in Mexico City by an act of Congress. There is a federal warrant for his arrest. There is an all-points bulletin with the Migration Institute in Mexico that if he is, if he is found at, at any checkpoint on the highways of Mexico outside of his home state that his state police protect, he will be arrested. He is wanted man. He is in a, in uh, only four weeks from this point, three weeks, there's an election where he's going to lose the governorship. He can't be governor again. He's the most wanted criminal in all of Mexico. He can't even travel within his own country. And yet he jumps across the border into Texas. And Governor Greg Abbott meets with him as his counterpart. We say in Spanish, homologo. So he, he treated him as his equal when Greg Abbott, as the head of law enforcement for all of Texas, should absolutely have arrested him on the spot. And so this is a very criminal accord between Governor Abbott and Governor Cabeza de Vaca, and it shows us the flavor of the agreement, the memorandum of understanding between all of these northern governors and Governor Greg Abbott. It's a criminal conspiracy. Well. That's uh, quite a mouthful, Sam. Um, the one thing that really jumped into my mind that I wondered about, uh, I, I know about the cartels, their affiliations, the fentanyl, the source of the fentanyl. So therefore, I think it's logical to ask this question, is China leading this secession? And I'll say another avenue my, for my consideration is my main criticism of Abbott, has been his close association with China. I think you're right on both accounts because China's behind the fentanyl. That's where fentanyl comes from. 
is they bring it in from China. And also methamphetamine precursors come in from China. But here's what the central government of Mexico has done. They have rooted out the Chinese, uh, and this doesn't happen overnight, but they have been pushing them out and pushing them back, pushing them out of Pemex, the state-owned petroleum company, pushing them out of the electrical grid system, pushing them out of uh, building companies and factories, pushing them out of infrastructure agreements, and most importantly, pushing them out of the port. So Andres Manuel, the president of Mexico, sent in the military to control the ports and fired many uh, customs, they call them aduana, agents. So much of the customs, even at the uh, land border with the USA, is now run by the military because there was so much corruption, even in those federal bureaus, and much more. And listen, I've, I've had words with some of these people. Hey, why are you not doing the will in your central government? Why are you not following the dictates of your president and his policy? Or you're working for this criminal governor, even though you're with a federal bureau that's so po- supposed to be controlled out of Mexico City. These are conversations that I've had personally and seen argued in front of me in Spanish. And so this is Chinese influence that is, is being pushed out. And so because of it being pushed out, yes, the Chinese want to build this other nation. And they've got these corrupt governors to do it. You know, there's Sam, it sounds like a launch. Excuse me. It sounds like a launching pad for Red Dawn invasion. And we we're talking about uh, states with coastline. And we've reported before on your show and other outlets how... uh, how many immigrants come in by sea. I understand that all the big box news tells you how they're coming across from Guatemala. The president of Mexico just went to Guatemala, so we can maybe talk about that. Uh, they were discussing immigration issues, among other things. But many of these immigrants come in by sea. There were hundreds of Russians that came into the city of Tampico, which is in Tamaulipas State, the state governed by Cabeza de Vaca. And they just came right in on a, on a big uh, yacht, and hundreds of them were filling up entire hotels there in Tampico. And these are people that are can't go home to Putin's Russia, and so they're, they're not really going to be at home with the central government of Mexico City. They came to the northern state of Tamaulipas. So there's lots of foreign influences, and you want to talk about Red Dawn, this coastal state of Tamaulipas, is the place that it should come from until it's brought into accord with the central government of Mexico City. We hope that happens soon by military action. Wow, you can hear I'm under attack here. I don't know if that's coming through the, uh, the screening. Can you hear that? Sounds like jets overhead. I'm being buzzed by F-35s. I kid you not. You can see out the window here. F-35s, and they just flew directly over my house. That was mighty a mighty low pass. <laughs> Negative ghost rider. Well, at least they. Well, Sam, I got to tell you, I, I I don't know the Air Force's involvement in this. But I'm speaking um, tonight at the uh, Arizona uh, Tea Party. 
and uh, I'm doing a summation of what we learned about the uh, election fraud it, about the stolen election and implications going forward. And there are some very nervous politicians out there. A couple of them, I think, have taken preemptive appearances on our largest radio station here in Phoenix. And they We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time basically saying things like this anyone who's still talking about 2020 is a conspiracy theorist and they're crazy and then i all right go on the air here and had trouble with my tv um, connections today had trouble with my radio connections today and now I'm being buzzed by F-35s. Of course, it's all just a coincidence. Anyway, I do believe these four northern states and their propensity for trafficking and mostly fentanyl uh, have to be connected with China. Greg Abbott has multiple business dealings with China. When I discovered this, I jumped off the Greg Abbott bandwagon big time. And I said, this explains some of his inaction and uh, other people began to notice it at the same time and so I see this as a Chinese move 
to further separate uh, America's cohesion. And also Mexico, too. You see, here's what China doesn't want. Mexico is poised, from what I understand, to be the world's leader in silver uh, by the year 2030. China doesn't want that. They want Mexico to basically be a colony. Do you agree with that? Absolutely, I agree with that. And Mexico just nationalized all lithium deposits in the last week by congressional action which just that is a is a, a huge strike against big tech having control over Mexico. And Mexico then will have sovereignty over that key mineral for batteries, battery-powered cars, drones, you know, all, all, all the cool electronic stuff that China would like to dominate. They really want to break Mexico. Mexico is far and away the largest Spanish-speaking country. By land area, agricultural production, GDP, uh, and then and then the, the the next biggest one is half the size, and then the next biggest one after that is half the size of that. So Mexico is really as big and strong as the next six or seven nations of of uh, Spanish America combined. And so yeah, they want to break that. And then here, Andres Manuel went out to take his position as the leader of the free world to visit the president of Central America. And he visited Cuba, which is an interesting backdoor reach out to the Russian sphere of influence. So I, I've been looking over some of the things that he said in this place and that place. But to answer your question, absolutely in the affirmative, the Chinese want to break Mexico. It's to the point where they have to break Mexico and they have to break Texas. And so the intent right now is to just crack those two eggs right against one another. If Texas made a viable secession with a real conservative leader, not a rhino leader, it would be the state that then Oklahoma would hang on, Missouri would hang on, other other patriot states would hang on and say, hey, we're coming with you. And then they need other nations to recognize them as an independent republic, whether it's Texas or whether they choose another name. And the first one that they would expect to recognize would be Mexico, but not some rogue governor in a, in a backwater of Mexico, the central government. That's who Texas would reach out to and say, hey, we're independent. Will you recognize us? <coughs> yes, we're neighbors. We're, we share a border. We're, we will work together. We'll be allies. We will beef up regional security. And so this secession of northern states of Mexico against the central government and, and, and uh, with Texas is just, it's going to mess up all of that. Stop the dishes. The um, amazing thing that I'm hearing is the careful consideration that's gone into this. How did they get the governors on board? Is it just personal bribery, giving them millions, hundreds of millions of dollars? Yes, this is what the Merida Initiative money has gone towards, is building the state police forces of these narco governors, which is why Andres Manuel, three years ago, when he took the presidency, said, I'm just going to do away with the Merida Initiative, because that was supposed to be law enforcement cooperation with the U.S. Instead, it's turned into CIA drug running. And you know, Dave, if we just take a look, a brief look at the history of rhinocerology, and 
from the other side of the aisle, we have known Mina, Arkansas, drug trafficking kingpin, Billy Bubba Clinton, who used his own state police to protect his drug and gun running operation with Latin America, and then rode the wave of all of the shits, all of the favors that he had incurred and all the money and power all the way to the White House. So following that example, we have Texas Republican governors doing the same thing. Now, they were a little smarter to not just get caught, obviously, trafficking, uh, you know, in their own state. But we have George W. Bush, W. He was the Texas governor. And you know what? He, he threw the Tamaulipas governor, who was his close friend, in prison. And he's still in prison in Texas today. He writes me letters. Tomas Yarrington. This is a humanitarian catastrophe that this man has just been thrown in, in prison and, and the, the key thrown away. He's actually supposed to get out in a couple of years and may rise to a high political office or even the presidency of Mexico, which would be pretty cool. So uh, W was very close with the governor of Tamaulipas State at that point, Tomas Yarrington. He said, we're not friends. We are compadres, Tomas Yarrington and I. But Tomas Yarrington really loved his state and his country, and he was trying to make Mexico better. And when he found out how corrupt the Bush family was, that's when he had to go underground and be a fugitive. So he was a fugitive for five years, and since then he's been incarcerated. He's there in prison, federal prison in Texas. After that, you have Rick Perry, governor of Texas, and then trying to make his launch to the White House. That was unsuccessful. But Rick Perry then got to be the Secretary of Energy in the Trump administration, which is ironic because the word on the street in Tamaulipas is that he's the Huachicolero in chief. That's the word for fuel thieves that steal trucks and trucks and truckloads of fuel from uh, Mexico's government-owned Pemex petroleum company. And then they sell some of it in Mexico, and some of it goes out of the country. And the word on the street is the guy that fences it in the USA is none other than Rick Perry, who's still the Secretary of Energy, I do believe, under the current Biden administration. And then following all those footsteps, here we have Greg Abbott. And as Biden is showing himself to be limp-wristed on many security issues, border security, first of all, that's where Abbott stands up and says, I will secure the border. And, oh, and by the way, I'm thinking about being president. And all Texas doesn't really have a choice unless there's a vote of confidence removing Abbott from the ballot because they're looking at a governor's race coming up in just a few months where it's Greg Abbott versus Beto O'Rourke, Robert Francis, Beto O'Rourke, the fake Mexican for the Democrat Party. And so what choice does Texas have at this point? There has to be some type of a no-confidence vote so that Texas can elect a real governor maybe bring in Ken Paxton, the attorney general of, of Texas, or, or, or fall back to the triari in, in, in some way and get a real conservative and not a rhino, because there's a history of these rhino governors trying to seek the presidency, being in bed with the Bush family and the CIA, and being the heads of drug trafficking, you know, making, making these deals with other corrupt governors to traffic drugs. And the very first thing that Governor Cabeza de Vaca did as governor-elect six years ago is travel to Texas 
and met with Agricultural Commissioner Sid Miller and met with George P. Bush, the Texas Land Commissioner, and the only Bush that was still rising in politics, and he flatly asked him for merit initiative money. A year and a half later, he's got this huge private army with armored vehicles that doesn't do any law enforcement. I mean, they may shovel up the bodies after a crash on the highway, you know, to, to look like they're doing something. But all they do is protect the drug empire as near as I can tell and as near as I hear from the word on the street. And so, yes, payoffs with huge CIA slush funds such as the famous Merida Initiative. This is where all their police cars, armored vehicles, guns, and aircraft come from for these private armies that are in rebellion against the president of Mexico. Sam, why do you think the CIA is involved? What's their angle? Well, Daddy Bush started all that. And ever since the Golden Triangle in Vietnam, they learned that that drug running is, is where the real power is, both for getting the money to run their operations in the world and for psychological operations. And this is, a, this is a rogue aspect of our government going way back. But nobody's deeper in with the CIA than the Bush family. And, of course, George Herbert Walker Bush was the head of the CIA. All these people have, have uh, footprints that go all the way back to the Kennedy assassination. And so this is the attack against America is... The CIA has long been co-opted, long been into drug running, long been into building banana republics in Central America and other places, but they, they really want to run the Americas. And so this is, where, this is just known in Latin America, that there's such a thing as neoliberalism, that there are Republican rhinos in the USA and their corporate buddies that will bend all the rules and make new laws so that they can go into Latin America and steal resources and set up puppet governments, a fake representative government that's really a tyranny. And that's what a banana republic is, and that is what they've done with these criminal governors. Okay, I've given you my speculation about China, but from what you've learned, and remind me to bring up Paxton too, but but from what I've learned, um, I just am still wondering why Texas, four northern Mexico states sponsored by China, want to set up their own country. Because Texas is going to secede, and that secession has to be hamstrung. It has to somehow be diffused by the globalists, because it is a danger to them, and because the criminal operations in these northern states of Mexico are going to get shut down by President Lopez Obrador. That makes perfect sense to me. In fact, I would even say this. It's too bad Florida, from a globalist perspective, from the Biden administration perspective, doesn't run contiguous with these four Mexican states. Otherwise, they would be looking to secede. And the reason that the Biden administration was like it, because you take away a lot of conservative voices. Right. And, you know, there are also port states there on the on the Gulf Coast that, that may come along, too. And, and, and I'm all for uh, secession, a legitimate secession by Florida, by Texas. You know, the governor of Oklahoma was in Mexico City just a few months ago. I went to see him. And 
he had so many CIA minders from the State Department. I'm talking, he had a 40-man protective team, 20 Americans, 20 Mexicans, drivers and guards. And what were they whispering in his ear? Hey, hey, you're a petroleum producer. Hey, we could make some deals. They really want, and I, I really like Kevin Smith, the governor of Oklahoma. You know, he, he's really done a lot for getting rid of abortion, which, by the way, went up 800% as far as Texans coming across when Texas made its uh, anti-abortion laws of late. And so Kevin Stitt followed suit and said, hey, we're not going to allow this. We're not going to do this in Oklahoma. And so he's trying to make Oklahoma great again. But when he came to Mexico City, he had all those CIA minders whispering in his ear, hey, as a governor, you've got a lot of power. You can do a lot of things. And his state is already split in half by the McGirt Supreme Court decision that, that's given half of Oklahoma to the Indian tribes. And so he's got his own problem and was really looking for a lifeline. Well, his lifeline is to be part of a viable secession bid and to kick all the feds out of Oklahoma and to go along with Texas with a real leader. You know, maybe Governor Stitt will be the president of, of, of the seceding state. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, the CIA was working very hard to court him when he was in Mexico City, and I was right there on the ground. What was the outcome? Well, a, a lot of that is very secret, but I'll tell you what, the CIA tried to keep him away from having a real connection with Andres Manuel's central government. And so I was really disturbed about that. I was really disturbed that they're trying to make these kinds of greasy deals, governor to governor. And then, of course... The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. We've seen the huge explosion of greasy deals, governor to governor, with the memorandum of understanding with Texas. You know, there's six states in the north of Mexico that border the USA. Four of them border Texas. And then... There's two more, Baja California and Sonora in the West. And here's what happened. November the 1st, Andres Manuel's Morena Party, the ruling party in Mexico, took the governorship of Baja California Norte. So this is the famous city of Tijuana where, uh, and trafficking hub, drug trafficking, human trafficking. Everybody knows that you can hop across from L.A. to Tijuana, get whatever you want. Kids drugs, whatever. Okay, that state kicked out their corrupt governor and elected a Morena governor, Marina, Marina de Pilar, and she's great. And this is why, and you and I reported on this, this is why 400 special forces troops from the Mexican army were deployed to support local law enforcement in Tijuana because the governorship was taken by Morena. And all of these other northern governors know that if they are voted out, and remember in Tamaulipas, the election is June the 5th, 
And so in a very short number of months, Cabeza de Vaca, his term is going to run out. And he just can't win. His party can't win. I mean, they have a hand-picked lackey that's intended to take over and run the criminal enterprise. But if Morena takes that state, takes the governorship, the criminal, the criminal activity will cease. And so we're talking about this summer, Dave. These states have got to, have, have got to break away from Mexico in order to preserve their criminal enterprises. And if you go from the, the famous state of Sonora, which I think is not far from, from where you're broadcasting from, Sonora's right there, and down from that is Sinaloa, where El Chapo's criminal enterprise is. And down from that is Jalisco, where the cartel Jalisco Nueva Generacion is. And beyond that is Guerrero. And so these six northern states have been plotting to be a launching pad and a, a, a linchpin for other criminally governed states to come along in a major secession. At one point, Cabeza de Vaca had the ear of 15 governors out of Mexico's 32 states. So that's one away from half. This is extremely dangerous. It's been cooking for a while, and now we're to the place where it's it's either going to happen or it's not. And I really hope that we can reveal this and get enough daylight on it that uh, that that it doesn't happen, that a U.S. secession bid will be a viable one, and that there will be no secession of Mexican states. Well, my personal feeling is well here's what i'm wondering let's go back here because i'm thinking like a texan i'm thinking why would i allow my governor to enter into an agreement with mexico or any portion of mexico secession's one thing capitulation to drug cartel states is another can you address that i want to know why he didn't talk to the president of mexico they could have made such a great deal and the answer is clear. They're on other sides of the aisle. He's a rhino. There was not an, they had to make an illegal deal because they just can't be reasonable. When the Mexican Secretary of State said the Texas governor has extorted the governors of northern Mexico into this deal and Biden has not reached out to our central government. That was the continuation of this statement, is we're looking for an understanding, and we're not getting it from Washington, and we're certainly not getting it from Texas. So the Texas governor, he could have just been, he could have just been a diplomat, but he wanted to uncloak and make this power bid. It's, it's totally inexcusable. It's amazing. It's 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 amazing from the standpoint that so many people in the state of Texas could have the wool pulled over their eyes. Um, I, I see through Abbott. He grandstands. We're going to build the wall. I'm putting National Guard on the border, but he never does anything. You say he never does anything. That's exactly what these Mexican governors are doing, is none of what they promise. And uh, my article is up on subscribestar.com slash gospel gunslingers, and we talk about particular checkpoints, particular places where the governor of Tamaulipas State 
has not done what he promised the governor of Texas he would do. So this is the other disturbing thing, is their, their so-called agreement is all a lie. And none of what the Mexican governor promised to do is happening. All of the anti-trafficking, anti-drug, anti-the uh, checkpoints that keep migrant buses full of migrants from coming north, all of those that are effective are by the central government, either the Mexican army or the Mexican National Guard. The state of Tamaulipas is doing nothing as they have for a long, long time. So that's the other disturbing thing, is it's all a big lie that they're going to cooperate to fight crime. So they've been doing this for a long time. This is the war on drugs. It's the Bush war on drugs. We're going we're gonna to militarize police. They're all going to have armored vehicles. Anybody gets a call for a domestic disturbance, there's going to be a tank show up at their door to shoot them all dead. But the streets are full of drugs, prostitution, human trafficking, children for sale, et cetera, et cetera. The same thing is happening all over again. But, you know, Andres Manuel, one of the backhanded statements that he made just over this last weekend is he went to Central America and he met with Naib Bukele, the president of El Salvador, who de declared a state of emergency and locked up 24,000 gang members over a course of about two months. And let me tell you, the international organizations of the world are furious that he has done this. They just can't stand that there's law and order going on. And so for the Mexican president to go down and meet with him and not decry that, the Mexican president is thinking about taking a firmer stand with the drug traffickers of his own nation and the, and the gang members. Does and this is something else that we've reported on repeatedly that the Mexican president is ramping up for a major takedown of criminal syndicate nationwide, worldwide. Yeah, I understand uh, that. Here's what I'm wondering, too, also. Where do the cartels come into all this? Someone famously said, you can't have an underworld without an overworld. There has to be, just for mafia activity in, it, in any town, they have to control the mayor, the chief of the police, and the prosecuting attorney, the DA. And it's the same with nations. That's why setting up a banana republic corrupt government that masquerades as being a representative and free government of a free state is so important. And so this is how the cartels operate, is they get a criminal government that's going to protect their activities. And this is how it's been for a long, long time. And so now we're actually to the barrel head. What's going to happen? Are, is, are these criminal governments going to continue? They can't. Their back is to the wall. They cannot continue as states within the nation of Mexico, within the Republic of Mexico, which is why there's a plan to secede. How will this new government be organized? Do you have any insight? Uh I don't know how it will be organized, but what I do know is that it will have an ostensible purpose and a real purpose, just like the governorship of Tamaulipas right now. The ostensible purpose is to build roads and, and uh, have electrical infrastructure and uh, secure the borders and, and catch crooks. 
And the real purpose is to protect drug traffickers, to keep the cartels from fighting too much amongst one another. It, there comes a point where the governor is the capo de tutti capi. They're the boss of all the mob bosses. And so all the mob bosses are trying to do their their criminal activity, but they can't do it without the big boss, the big guy. And, of course, we see this also in Washington, D.C., where the big guy gets 10%. <laughs> You're right about that. Okay, let's talk about Paxton. I've heard from a very reliable, highly influential source inside of Texas Paxton is not who people think he is. All right. I can't respond to that. I don't know him. I believe that Trump had confidence in him at one point. Trump had confidence in a lot of people, including Sid Miller and George P. Bush, that have turned out to be absolutely no good, and Governor Greg Abbott. And so uh, I I can't speak to that, but I gotta say, somehow, they're going to have to find the right leader for Texas, the right leader that will that will take that state to real freedom. Somebody who's who's really got the roots and isn't a carpetbagger like the Bush family or, or, or a rhino. Well, that's how Paxton was portrayed to me. Sold out his office, turned his back on his supporters who are all conservative. And he acts like a man who knows something else is coming in. When you talk about somebody being attorney general, they're the head of law enforcement underneath the governor. And so what's his excuse that the most wanted criminal in all Latin America came to Dallas and met with uh, Mayor Johnson, the liberal mayor of Dallas, which Francisco Cabeza de Vaca did. And publicly, and then... With the confidence of having done that, you know, even private aircraft are supposed to stop at an airport that is an international airport where there's a U.S. Customs and Border Patrol office, and they're supposed to show their passport and their visa to be in the country and check in. And just because somebody's a governor in another country does not at all exempt them from that. And so what's Ken Paxton's excuse that this happened? when Cabeza de Vaca came to meet uh, Dallas Mayor Johnson, and then later Cabeza de Vaca came into the U.S. all the way to Washington, D.C., and went and spoke at the Wilson Institute while President Lopez Obrador was in New York taking the, the chairmanship of the U.N. Security Council. And then, having been fully advised that this criminal was sneaking into Texas, that he was wanted in all of Mexico and needed to be arrested, it happens a third time and he meets directly with the governor. Well, Ken Paxton's probably just as guilty on that as as uh, as Greg Abbott. Hmm. This boy, what a web, what a web. I, I, I'll tell you, just I'm going to react to your story generally here, okay? I'm really concerned, Sam, because we're allowing Chinese unfettered access to our border. I mean, it could be open access. We already know they have troops there. We already know the Russians have a presence there. So my question is, are the cartels going to be part of a fifth column force to cross the border? Maybe they already are. 
in support of a Chinese invasion? Are they going to be blowing up infrastructure behind the scenes to make an invasion more likely, attack military bases with air support to inhibit their repulsing a Red Dawn invasion by land? How do you see all this coming about? Okay. All of that, everything you just said is valid. One other thing is don't forget about the private armies of these independent state police organizations that were built with many millions of dollars of Merida Initiative money. It includes aircraft, that include armored vehicles, and many, many well-trained and fully equipped. They walk around with their rifles flung all the time. Truckloads, heavy machine guns, 50 caliber sniper rifles, grenade launchers, on and on and on. And armored vehicles, armored vehicles. And so we don't need to, uh, to talk about a guerrilla army crawling out of the bushes, although, yes, that is very established in, in, in the cartel, to include narco tunnels, just like the tunnels of Kuchi and, and the Viet uh, Cong. There are tunnels everywhere and underground bases. And so, yes, these guerrilla armies that are the cartels are very well established, but we also have above-board state police organizations. You know, they published them all in the news after the governor signed this agreement. So here's Coahuila statement for all of our new Dodge Chargers squad cars of the Coahuila State Police lined up with the helicopter blades turning, and here they all are on the border. Boy, we're going to stop anybody that's come in. We're not stopping anybody. So, yeah, this makes the Red Dawn invasion really ten times worse. And if a no-man's land border nation across all the Rio Grande, all the way to Baja, California, excuse me, all the way to the uh, Cortez or the Gulf of California. If Mexico is cut off from the United States, they have Atlantic ports and Pacific ports and many private arms, both aboard and underground, that are ready to come in and cause chaos in America. Wow. Um. How much do you think the Chinese troops will be participating in this? You know, everybody freaked out when it was found that a Chinese businessman bought one branch with an airfield. And that should be a cause for concern. And I reported on that, too. You reported on it. I reported on it. But now we're not talking about a ranch. We're talking about many states that have cities, that have airfields, that have infrastructure, that have factories, that have weapons, that have military bases, mm-hmm. to include Mexico's nuclear missiles. Now, that may be a shock to the audience to know that Mexico has nuclear missiles. I've reported on that. So I'm Sam, I, I need you to reorient. Yeah, I need you to reorient just a little bit because you're breaking up some. I apologize. No, not well, your fault. It's just even Mexico's, even Mexico's nuclear missiles are in these northern states. You're saying that, that uh, Mexico? Your listener. Are you saying Mexico has nukes? Yes, and I reported on that. It's been a year, but there is there is very significant evidence that Mexico has its own nuclear missiles. Someone. And the missile base 
is uh, on the eastern border of Chihuahua State, down below the Big Bend. So it's in the zone of silence of the Chihuahua Desert. It's a, it's a very strange and unique place. And those articles are on my blog, subscribestar.com slash gospel gunslingers. But yet, Mexico's nuclear weapons, which they do have, are in these states that are talking about seceding. And then, yes, the Chinese could land whatever they wanted by air, by sea. That's the intent, is to create a no-man's land, to, to push the president of Mexico back into Mexico City, the Mexican army and the Mexican navy, uh, back away from this no-man's land where unlimited beachheads could be made. Armies have had to invade to just get one beachhead to land landing ships and barges and and dock ships that, you know, without even a port. What if the great port city of Tampico seceded? Then the Chinese could just ship whatever they wanted in there. And, and that is the plan. Yes, that is the plan. China's been awfully quiet in this whole Ukraine debacle because they're biding their time and they fully intend to come out swinging. And when they do, one flashpoint is going to be Taiwan. But one huge flashpoint is going to be the Red Dawn. They know they have to take down the USA. And at this point, they're not too cozy with the central government of Mexico either. They've been pushed out of so many criminal enterprises, and they're, they're really sore about it. Wow. That's all i got to say is wow. Um, I guess my question is then, why doesn't AMLO invade these four states open invade him meeting with Naib Bukele who's a Christian I was very concerned when he took the presidency but it, it came out that he's a Christian he's a believer and he's, he's really suppressed crime again the international organizations are not happy about that they want the criminals to all have rights and so for AMLO to meet with him and to not speak against what he's done in crushing the gangs, open war, troops on the streets, it is, it is a backhanded signal, but a strong backhanded signal that Andres Manuel may do the same, that in Mexico he may uh, just stop all of the, the BS, that he, that he may go in and, and, and topple these criminal enterprises. And I hope that he does, because it's really hurting a lot of people. There's places in Mexico where there's no law and order. This is the idea that Americans have, that, man, you cross that Rio Grande, it's no man's land. You're in the green zone of Iraq. There's bullets whizzing every which way. And that's really not a, a, a fair assumption about Mexico, but where these criminal narco governors have power, it is that way. And it needs to be snuffed out. The implications here are incredible. I wish that AMLO would just invade these four states, and that would cut Abbott's plan out from underneath of him. How aware do you think other Texas officials are of this? Well, they're not. And and, and listen, uh, Texans are, are very Republican, and so people tend to believe in the Bushes, 
at the same time, within Texas, there's kind of a, we're sick of this, you know, big money petroleum, blood for oil, mm -hmm. military industrial complex wars. There's, there's a certain degree of awakening. You know, a lot of Raytheon facilities are in Texas. A lot of launch facilities are, are in Texas. And so it's time for all Texans to wake up too and to realize that they need somebody who's really true blue. They need, they need patriots like the Alamo that are going to come in, that are, that are going to lead a real secession effort and, and not something that's, uh, sugar coated. And so there needs to be an awakening and there needs to be a breaking of the, of the Bush, uh, uh, the Bush council, the Bush consigliaries, the, the Bush syndicate in Texas conservatism. As long as that is there, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Well, Sam, we're going to have to kind of hold it here. I want to spend a couple minutes talking about your your show, your mission. What do you do exactly in Mexico? we got to keep that answer to about a minute. Okay. I'm a refugee in Mexico, and I am a pastor. I've preached for a lot of years in Mexico and in Point South. I've preached in Central America and in South America. So we teach the Bible. Uh, I've taught so much on our historic American doctrines of self-defense and self-government that it's really not safe for me to be in the United States. I have a lot of friends that are uh, held without bail, held without trial, held on charges, and uh, just for being great Americans or, and for supporting our legitimate president, Donald Trump. And so uh, it's not safe for me to be in the United States. Thank God that I have an adopted nation in Mexico. And uh, I, I, I'm really happy that Mexico's in this fourth transformation, that it's in a national regeneration. That's the name of the ruling party, is the movement for national regeneration. And so from here, I preach and report on Red Dawn threats and Latin American affairs. Okay, that's... Uh... You're lucky you're not in America. That's all I got to say. Um, the interference with my work is stepping up exponentially, and I think after tonight at the Tea Party, it's going to even get worse. So how do people follow your good work? Come see me on GospelGunslingers.com. You can search Gospel Gunslingers on any engine. I have a YouTube channel. I have, I'm on Twitter. Twitter's starting to open up. I'm actually starting to get my messages on Twitter. Uh, there's a couple donate buttons. I'm easy to find. You can hit the about page on YouTube and it'll tell you my, my mailing address. So I'm really an easy person to reach out to, get a message to, or to get a dollar to. And let me tell you, your dollar really goes a long way once I change it into pesos. I can help a lot of people and start to rebuild conservative journalism really from zero on this side of the Rio Bravo. It's amazing. You you could be in the midst of a war zone before much longer. I can really see this breaking out into widespread conflict. Well, you know, I'm ready to fight for my adopted nation as, as okay. I'm continuing to fight for the nation of my birth. And we all need to be ready to do that. And That's it's true. not about talk anymore. It's time for action. Well, Sam, on that note, we are flat out of time, my friend. Thank you for updating us here on this dis these disturbing events in Mexico. We'll have to keep tabs on them. Thanks so much. I'll be in touch. Thank you, Dave.